Hi, everybody. Welcome to another installment of Recovery.Now. With me, I have my two besties in Recovery.Now, Brandy and Roxanne, or you might know them also as Broomhilda and Esmeralda. I'm Amelda, and we're here to talk about all things going on in uh, our, gosh, our situation right now. So many things to cover because I haven't been a part of a podcast in a minute or two. And um, so, but I want to start with something that's already happened and we didn't get a chance to talk to it, but I talk about it, but um, I'd like to go back to it. And that is Easter because Brandy, you had so many cool things going on at your house for Easter and, you know, that was a couple weeks ago, so things were a little bit different. People were sort of on an upswing. Um, we were all kind of settling into being quarantined. And um, so tell us a little bit about Easter at Brandy's house. Easter at Brandy's house. It was uh, it was interesting. I was like a kid at Christmas preparing for Easter. I don't know if I told you about it or not, but we... <laughs> when I found out that we weren't going to be going anywhere for Easter, I felt bad for my mom because she really looks forward. And while well, my whole family, we all we have a tradition to all get together and Easter egg hunt together for the kids and stuff like that. So it's going to be different. But I thought this year would be a good year to um, implement my own things. So I started with the Easter baskets. I kind of went a little overboard. Um, <laughs> and mind you, I don't think stimulus had come yet. So. No. <laughs> no. Um, I kind of went a little bit overboard with the Easter baskets. And then I wanted to have some fun with it. Instead of just waking up and giving the kids their Easter baskets, I wanted to kind of prolong the day. So I, I made a game. And I got... Um, I sat down and I wrote a poem and the poem was like two pages long and things just flowed. I don't know if it was a good poem or not, but it may, it worked, <laughs> but every couple lines, there would be a clue in the poem of where the kids could look for puzzle pieces. And I just hid puzzle pieces. I made a puzzle and I hid them in random places and once they got done with the poem, was able to find all the puzzle pieces, then they had to go and put the puzzle together, which I made that complicated. And then they had to flip the puzzle over, and on the back, there were codes, which was even more complicated, but that would tell each kid where their Easter baskets were hidden. So that was a good hour, hour and a half of playing this, like, clue game before they got their baskets, and then... I made everyone go through their baskets individually. <laughs> <laughs> one by one. Yes, because I'm not really one to receive presents, but I love watching other people get my gifts right. and the stuff that I pick out because I'm so excited. I love to give gifts. And um, so we did that. I made an itinerary for the day. Like <laughs> I literally gave the kids a, a letter at the beginning of the morning that told them how the day was going to be laid out. And then I passed out an itinerary to each of them mm -hmm. on what we were going to do 
throughout the entire day. So after we did Easter baskets, I got a couple of jars and I filled one with jelly beans and one with chocolates. And we had like a candy guessing game. And of course, whoever was closest got to keep that jar of candy. And then we had Uno tournaments and they won prizes. I love prizes too. And so they won prizes. We did Easter charades. That was really fun. Oh, I bet. There was a couple, there were a couple like of acting out. And this is when I found out that my husband and I might not set the best examples <laughs> because one of the charades was playing video games. So the way one of my twins acted it out was hitting buttons like on a controller right. and then throwing the controller down. <laughs> and Keelan, my other twin, yells, acting like Andy, playing video games. Like I'm like, oh, well, that sucks. And then another one was um, acting like your parents. And so one of the kids got up there and started like miming, yelling. And it was like two seconds. And they're like, Mom, our parents. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, guys. So that was fun. Charades was fun. And, of course, we had prizes for those. And then we did an Easter egg hunt. And my oldest son does not like animals. So I had, like, his Easter eggs in the birdcage. That was fun. Um, I had fun with it. And then they each got a golden egg. And once everyone found a golden egg, they got an extra prize. Oh, they had a lot of prizes that day. Fun. Um, Fun for the kids, though. I was able to cook, like, Easter dinner. So that was that was awesome. Um, and it was the night before. I don't even know what time it was. But Keelan comes in to me and he goes, he's like, are, are we going to have dinner? And I'm like, just eat whatever you can find. I was in one of those moons. And then he's like, you're not going to cook dinner? I'm like, Keelan, you're going to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner tomorrow. <laughs> he's like, that's a big deal. We're going to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner tomorrow. Because <laughs> Easter, I was going to give him breakfast, make them breakfast, make them lunch, and make them dinner. But the way that it sounded, it made it sound like I didn't feed my kids. <laughs> so, yeah, Easter, Easter was fun. And then we ended the day with um, having Easter dinner and watching movies and just... It sounds Show like me. you had as much fun putting all that together, maybe even a little more, than the kids did doing everything. I am like, yeah, I am kind of juvenile when it comes to uh, stuff. <laughs> I love to I love to shop. I love to buy gifts. I love to give gifts. It's just that's my thing, I guess. Right. So. Well, it's the reason I wanted to go back and talk about it is because, um, you know, all of this that we're going through is horrible. And but there are so many opportunities um, that we have to make new family traditions, you know, that we've never done before or um, show your kids or yourself something new that you've never uh, experienced before. So. There are so many different opportunities for families uh, to do stuff like that. Well, and, you know, moving forward, like next year, we'll hopefully be going back to our normal tradition and stuff like that. But right. I'm probably going to keep, I'm not going to go as overboard as I did this year with games and prizes and stuff. But we'll probably keep the whole, I mean, of course, they'll get Easter baskets, but we'll probably continue with like going ahead and cooking an Easter dinner at home too. Cause when we do go to my mom's, it's at lunchtime. Right. So I'll probably still 
try to do something like that in the movie and stuff and make that a tradition at right. home. So, cause that was nice. It was really nice. Right. You know, sometimes holidays lend themselves to having to go to two or three different places and you're rushed and the kids are rushed. It is and mentally exhausting. Yeah, exactly. So it was, it was so nice to just relax and move at our own pace. There was no rush throughout the day. Even though we had an itinerary, there was no times on it. It was just, this is what we're going to do today. Right. So we had no electronics until the evening and we just moved on down the list. We made cookies, Easter cookies and decorated them. And right. It sounds like it was a great day. Let me ask you how your kids responded to oh, we all everything. Had Did they have we a great right time? We all had fun. Everyone participated. And, you know, the older ones can be kind of like, oh, I don't want to do this. But, no, everyone participated, and we all had fun, and it was good. Makes you so, proud of your kids, doesn't it? Yeah. When they actually want to do things with mom and dad and hang out. So I think I just thought when you told me the whole situation of what you were doing, I just thought it was such a great idea and an opportunity for you as a family to not be rushed on a holiday and not have to, you know, go here and go there and do this and do that. And yeah, so. Um, and I made it to where everyone was able to receive prizes. And the way I did it was we'd have medium prizes and then large prizes. So like Keelan, for example, he won charades. So he got a medium prize, but then he turned around and won Uno and got the large prize for Uno. <laughs> so he had the choice to keep the large jar and give the medium jar to somebody who didn't receive a prize or to keep the medium jar and, and give the large jar. Either way, I made it to where somehow every single kid earned a prize. Right. It just, you know, somehow. So I made sure it was fair and that was tricky. Yeah. But I did. Yeah. Well, it is tricky. And I'm I'm really glad that you had that um, to be able to figure out and to make everybody feel just as important as everyone else and to make it a relaxing yet fun and exciting day for your kids and implement some new traditions for your particular family. Well, and the Easter Bunny didn't forget me either. The Easter Bunny made sure that I had activity books. Yeah. To work on. I good. love, um, I'm not good at crosswords, but I've been really into logic puzzles. Right. I've always been for my whole life, but here lately I've been working logic puzzles because they, they make you think. Right. And they keep your brain working and, and your mind off other stuff. So I, I got a Sudoku book, which I love, and logic puzzles and stuff like that. So that's what I've been doing. I mean, I'll, I'll sit and knock out. 10 to 20 Sudoku puzzles every night just to, and that's how I relax. Right. That and investigation discovery. I have that on the background. It's sad because, listen, okay, <laughs> investigation discovery is about true crime. Right. And I don't really necessarily listen. Well, I do, but I don't necessarily pay much attention to what's really going on as much as it is their voices are so, like, somber and mellow and... It's just I love having that type of voice in the background. Yes. Yeah. It just happens to be on a murder channel. I don't know. Right. So, but I do. Paula's on is like I love her voice and I could just listen to her talk all day. 
Yeah, so. well, I mean, you know, whatever gets you through, honestly, yeah. as long as it's not, you know, illegal or immoral. <laughs> yeah, so I've been, I've been, but, you know, there's also logic in the crimes, too, so I like to hear how things are figured out. So, right. True crime. Problem solver, yeah. Maybe you should go into school, after all this is over, you should go back to school and be a true investigator. Crime investigator. Yeah, I think actually you'd be good at that. I, I, there's a lot of stuff that I would like to do. So let me see. Um, for Easter, we I've got uh, a two-year-old grandson who is impossible to keep on one, you know, subject or doing one thing for more, you know, than ten minutes. If you get ten minutes, you're pretty lucky. So we just colored Easter eggs, which turned out to be actually coloring him. Yep. Um, we got some on the eggs, but most of it ended up on him. So we had a colored uh, two-year-old grandson for Easter. Hiding him was a little bit of an issue, but <laughs> no. And but and we cooked a big dinner and did all of that. My daughters are older, so. Uh, they both helped, and I think the thing I liked the best, um, other than watching my grandson color himself, uh, was the fact that both my daughters helped me cook the meal, and I was able to teach them some of the traditional um, Easter foods that my grandma used to use, and tell them the recipes, And because I don't have the recipes written down, I just, you know, teach my girls how to make it. So that was probably the best fun for me was passing down some of my grandmother's Easter dinner recipes and tricks. And One thing that I missed with the traditional foods is my grandma's dandelion salad. And I lost my recipe. And she just passed away in January. And it's the first year I haven't had dandelion salad. I think you ought so to go on. I need to go pick some before. They're gone. Yeah. But, uh. That's actually, it's really good. It's really good country cooking. I don't think I have ever had dandelion salad. It's um, It's got potatoes, endive, or wilted lettuce, um, hard-boiled egg, bacon, bacon grease, vinegar, sugar, dandelion. It's just onion. It's so good. Yummy. It sounds it's, good. It's, it, is, it is country cooking <laughs> at its finest while Roxanne is yeah, over here. Roxanne's face is <laughs> like, total like she smelled girl. something bad. Uh, city girl. No. I know. I tell my dad all the time that my that family, eat they eat weird. They eat weird foods, but some of it's really good if you just try it. So it's just not something that... You typically find yeah on the Easter menu. Yeah, it does sound good. I bet I would like it. So I think we need to look up the. So Roxanne, we haven't heard anything from you yet. I want to move to a different subject now, and that is, we were talking before we went on air about um, some of the ways um, that we're all trying to cope with this. It's getting a little tough, you know, but. Um, I think you're a little bit different in the way you cope than some people. Yes. And what I mean by that is what helps you get through something is actually just listening and helping somebody else. So tell me how you've how you've managed to get through all of this, um, you know, mental health wise. I have actually had the benefit and the ex the good experience of being able to learn how to cope with a friend that I would not have had this chance otherwise. 
I do not cope well asking others for help. I suffer from mental illness. I don't suffer from mental illness. I live with mental illness. And my mental illness causes me to want to be there for someone as opposed to have them someone being there, be for, there you. for me. Right. And if I call and most friends, if they've been friends with me for a while, know that if I call and want to talk about you, then I want to hear about you. I am not in a position to where I want to hear about myself. I need to be there for someone else in order to feel mentally whole for me to feel normal. Right. And right now that's, it's kind of hard because you can't, you know, be around a lot of other people. You can use the telephone, of course. And, um, but uh, you said that one of the struggles for you is the fact that you're not in a social environment. You can't right. be, none of us are. Um, so that's been, a, a, that's been a, a spot for you to, to get through. Yeah. Any good friend of mine knows that if I look like I'm doing well, or if I sound like I'm doing well, that's when you need to worry. <laughs> I am, I am a very good, uh, at putting on a show and the harder I try and the more convincing it looks, the more of a show that it is. I am definitely better at being there for people than I am having people be there for me. It is always easier for me to listen to others. Being there for others during a hard time is not just something that sounds good to me as a resume item. It sounds good to me as a life life item. That's how I get through things. Right. If I ever call somebody and I say, a life hey, let's talk. I want to hear about you. I want to hear what's going on with you. Um, and as it is genuinely, it's a genuine thing. We have all had some, you know, struggles lately trying. And by all, I mean the three of us in this room and everyone I've talked to and more than likely everybody that's listening. Um, so, you know, and, and it's not really getting easier to deal no. with. It's and, getting harder. And since I've moved here, I've, I've known I need to build a social system. I need to build up a social system. I need to build up friends. I need to work on this. Oh, I'll get around to it. It's not, it's not too bad yet. It's not too bad. Well, all of a sudden it's, it's really bad. And it is not the time to start building a social circle. Now is the time that that social circle that you should have built and kept uh, hidden away for a rainy day is now, it's now right. time to play. Right. It needs so to be needs utilized. needs to have already been built, already been put into under construction, finalizing the permits, and now time for use. Right. So, one good thing that I have learned is, God willing, we make it out of this. It is time to get the social support and the social circle built. It is not time to sit around and wait how bad it might get. Because 
the longer we wait, it seems that the more interesting things get. And and maybe what you mean right now is the fact that Brandy and I have just put our masks on. I know, and I don't have one yet. Oh, my gosh. I just got See? one. I just, well, I have one at home. It's a uh, green eggs and ham, See, you Dr. Better Seuss. You better prepare for, for times when you might need a mask. See, this is the social mask. I think the masks are going to be the new fashion. The masks are going to be the new fashion trend for a while. I like how people can... Catwalk, catwalk, can, runway. Well, runway, and they're, they're different designs and stuff. They're, they're not all... Give me sassy. One... Uh, <laughs> It's still a way to express your individuality with like the designs and stuff like that. It's Give like me the cat. new It's the new uniform. Right. Mine <laughs> mine has like stars and the universe on it, which um so before we went on air we also talked about the fact that all of us in the last couple of weeks have experienced maybe just in the last week or ten days, have really experienced um a sort of dropping out kind of thing you know two of us will be online trying to get the other one and and at different times we've all kind of dropped out so if you have somebody that's doing that you don't necessarily um have to you know get on them for not being around but continue to message them because they're probably looking at it they're just at a place right then where they can't respond or they they you know they don't want to for whatever reason and you don't reason. need a response you don't need a response just your reaching out to them does not necessitate a response as as friends as people who care about other people the quicker we realize that the happier i think we'll all be when you reach out to somebody don't expect something back that's your biggest that set yourself up for right. the biggest, biggest disappointment in your life, and is the biggest is the biggest missed happiness that you could feel. And I, I spent days isolating myself even more in quarantine, and like I was telling Rox and Laura before this, um, I spent days in what I call under my rock, where you just kind of. Shut yourself off from the outside world, all the good and the bad, and just crawl under your rock until you feel safe coming back out. And during those days, they were messaging me, and we were in a group chat and messaging. They were messaging back and forth. I completely ignored them. But at the well, I didn't ignore them because I did see their messages. I just didn't respond. Right. Now, had they messaged and said, hey, I'm having problems, you know, I need help, I would have in a heartbeat and put myself on the back burner. But... Since they were just reaching out, just knowing that they were there and still thinking about me, um, that actually, it helped me a lot. So, and I told them when we got here how helpful it was and it, it, to to not respond is not being mean or anything. It's just sometimes you just, you can't even wrap your head around picking up your phone and typing back, right. but to see that people are still out there. Right, and they looking still out for you. Absolutely. Yeah, it it is it does help. It is a it is a factor. So, like Rock said, just still continue to reach out to people and let them know you're thinking about them, even if you don't get a response. It's and not if all. If you are concerned about that person, say, "Hey, I'm concerned." Say, "Yay!" Say, "Say." Uh, yeah, bark goes the dog in the woods. Something, you know, give me a sign. Give them that sign, then give them that space. Yeah, like my grandma knows that if I don't respond to her. 
that once she threatens to send someone to check on me, I'll, I'll respond. <laughs> so she'll give me a, a few chances, and then if I don't respond right away, even with a I love you too. And my grandmother, she's she knows that if she team. requests a response from me, she's not getting one, and I'm going to try even harder not to, to evade her. So just a quick say this, say yellow if you are safe. Say pink if it's good, <laughs> you know. Say say okay if you're safe and you're fine, and then just you know leave it at that. Right. Like like I said before, I think that as human beings, we set ourselves up for such disappointment if we're always looking for the validation. Yes. Right. Yeah, of a response. When is that really why you reached out? Because if it is, maybe you need to reevaluate right. what you're looking for when you are reaching out. Well, and that's why I said if somebody if somebody's just reaching out to check on me, that's one thing. But if somebody reaches out, you know, that's one thing that I might just put my phone back down and go right back to sleep or whatever I was doing to try to cope with what I was going through. But if somebody were to reach out and say something because they do need a response you know that's when i would put myself on the back burner for even if it's just five minutes and respond to make sure that they're okay too because we're all in this together right now and it's you know if it's hard for me it's i'm sure it's hard for them as well right. so right well, we should be able to be honest with each other if you need something tell me you need it yeah like i've always i tell everybody i'm not a master of the obvious if you need something from me Ask. Well, and that's if the thing is like reaching out can be hard sometimes because sometimes you know just what it is that you need right to get through. So, um if I am having problems and I don't reach out, it's not necessarily a bad thing just because I'm going through the process that I need to go through to bring myself back out of the ruts that I've been in multiple times. Right. So, um that's why reaching out to others that you don't hear from is a good thing because, you know, they might be going through a process or they might not know how to reach out to somebody. Um, but if it gets too bad to the point where I do need to talk to somebody, I will. I'll reach out and, and talk to my supports. I have mental health supports and stuff. Right. I'll reach out and I'll talk to them. And You know, you said something a little bit ago before, Air, that I just love and I want to say it. And I'm, I think I'm going to write it in chalk on my... Uh, I've been leaving messages for the outside oh, yeah. world in chalk on my stairs, my Shit. front stairs. Anyway, you said we're not stuck at home, we're safe at home. And I think that is such a great saying for many reasons, but it does feel like, you're like stuck. we're stuck. Well, and that's why we were talking about, I, I like to feel productive and like I'm doing something right even at home I can clean my house all day but I can turn around five minutes later and it's a mess again because right. you know we've got a house full of kids and right. myself and my husband and there's a lot going on there's a lot our house is a lot more lived in than it, I think it's ever been um but even though I'm at home and I could be doing stuff productive I'm not used to my you know, I'm used to getting up and going to work and, and being out and stuff like that. Right. So it does feel like I'm stuck in a situation that is harder for me to handle. Um, so I, it, you know, I weigh the pros and cons. And I know that by being stuck at home, I am a lot safer right. physically. But mentally, it's actually a lot harder right. for me. And that's where it's... Um, 
You know, you told me two things that are helping you or that have helped you a lot with dealing with this, and they are uh, yoga and guided meditation. The guided meditation is, uh, oh, it's Unbelievably amazing. awesome. Yeah, I have my, my Google sitting beside my bed, and I'll just tell Google to play my guided meditation before I go to bed, and it's just so nice because you lay down, you know, you try to keep busy during the day, but then once you lay down, your mind starts racing, and it's hard to just, I miss being able to just, I'm tired, I'm going to go to sleep and fall asleep. I miss being able to fall asleep. Right. Now I have to force myself to go to sleep, and that's even harder. So it's nice to be able to turn on guided meditation and them tell you when to breathe, and even though I know how to breathe, it's nice to follow. Right. And then, um, well, yeah, it takes they, your mind off. Well, and of they all tell the... you to picture where you're at, and they, they just guide you into relaxation. And sometimes, when you're so full of anxiety and your mind's racing, even though you know these things, it's hard to do them right without being reminded. Right. So um, I, I am totally just. An advocate oh, of those. totally. Guided meditation is awesome, and they have it for all ages and for many situations. It's not just for sleep. Um, there's some for anxiety. There's there's some for uh, kids. Minimalism. Yeah, there's there's so much guided meditation that I, I, uh, Abundance. I definitely say go for it. If you've not tried it before, just try it. It's not like it's a great hypnosis way. or anything. Right. It's just it's a... They play nice music, and it's, it's just a, a good way, way to go. relax. Chris Berg is excellent. Uh, she's an excellent leader in guided meditation. If you ever get a chance to take one of the living a healthy life with chronic diseases workshops that AmeriCorps teaches, Selfless Shameless Blog, then I highly suggest Chris Berg as your guided meditation well, and the other day I was on the phone doing an interview, and while I was on the phone, this person taught me how to block out my peripheral vision. Right. And one of the big things about my house is I fully believe in in clutter, like mind clutter. Right. And I I can't handle all that stimulation. So when my house is a mess, I'm a mess because there's just too much going on for my mind to like process and like register and stuff. So I was telling him about this and he taught me how to focus in on an object and do my deep breathing exercise and ways to move my eyes up for a few seconds and then down and then left and right to kind of block out that peripheral vision. So that way your mind doesn't see that clutter around because like I'm looking at you right now but I can also see everything else in this room right but he taught me how to just focus on one thing without seeing everything else so that way my mind isn't constantly trying to process stuff and not right. be able to keep and up you can get you can get to where you're good enough at that to where you can look at a flame on a candle and see the different each different color of light Oh, that's light. another thing that has been relaxing me. The woodwood candles. I am. I love the woodwood candles. You get the fireside candles, and you just sit there and just listen to the wick burn. It is so relaxing. Uh, sorry, when you said candle, I have been doing that. I've been burning my candles and just listening and watching to the beautiful flame. The moral of this story, use any resource that you have. And you might find new techniques that 
might not have worked for you in the past that work for you now because of all of this. I can say right now, for a long time, I've had a hold of my my mental illness and was in recovery and everything. And then I just, over the past couple of weeks, I went on a downhill slope so fast that I couldn't, I couldn't hold on to anything to keep me from going off the edge. It sucked. I shut down. I didn't talk to anybody. I cried for days. I had panic attack after panic attack mm. and even my medication wasn't working. So when I say it was suffering, it was suffering. It felt like someone was choking me and squeezing my heart and it just, it, it, it's miserable. It really is miserable. And then when normally when you're in situations like that and getting out and doing something makes you feel better and you can't really do that right now, that's when it's like you don't have that release that you need. So you have to find something new. So right. it is a lot of trial and error. So we're all going through it. I mean, everybody to whatever degree, mm -hmm. some people better, some people worse. Well, and sometimes you just need distance. You know, when if I'm if I'm in a situation that I want to get out of, it's easy to just grab my keys and leave or go outside or, you know, even go to the bathroom and take a shower. But when the house is so full and there it's constant, you know, like I've said before, I can't I I either have a dog, a cat, a kid, or a husband following me somewhere. Right. I can't go outside for five seconds without my door opening right behind me, you know? So it's Right now, it feels like there is no escape, and that's what makes it harder is is not being able to do what you used to be able to do to feel better. Ding dong. No. <laughs> Avon calling. Um, I, I, I didn't mean to make light of that because you're right, Brandy, and, and everybody, like I said, is going through it to different degrees. So the moral of the story here is we're all going through it, so just try everything from looking at your woodwick candle burning <laughs> and listening to it to, you know, uh, guided meditation and deep breathing or, you know, whatever. Look to all the different resources and use them. Try them all. And even if it didn't work before, try it again. And reach out online and make sure that you help um, your friends, your loved ones, your family, your your people. Make sure you're there. Call them. 211, call, get on our recovery.now Facebook page. If you have a question, you can um, message us or just post on the wall. MOV recover peer support. MOV peer support. Yeah, um, we've got um, the Washington County Behavioral Health Board. There's plenty of places that you can you can find resources and ask for help. And even if you're kind of like me and and just know what you need and and don't necessarily know how to or have the energy to ask for it, um, and know well, that it's it is going to be over at some point. It is. We can't see it yet, and we don't know what it's going to look like when we get there, but. We are going to get there, and at that some point. well, not anticipation is stressful in its own. Not right. knowing how things are going to be after because I'm sure even after things open back up, people are still going to, I'm still going to worry. I mean, I'm still going to probably not shake hands and stuff like that until I know it's a hundred percent safe. And that could be a long time out, right. but uh, I know things are going to be different. That. And that that's even just stressful thinking about is finding our new, 
new. Yeah, our new normal yeah. is going to be completely different. So. New normal, that's the word. See, I can't. I, yeah. Every podcast, I can't talk. No, you do just a great <laughs> job. And I really hope that if you've heard something today that has helped you, that you pass it along. And, um, you know, just uh, do what you can to keep your head above the water, uh, so to speak, and um, know that recovery.now, and there are so many online sources for you to go. MOV Peer Support. Is that it? I don't know. What page? It's the Facebook page for MOV Peer Support. All right. You can go there. Support a peer. I'm not talking about a, a platform which you fish off of. <laughs> Although. Um, we're so glad that it, you could go fishing you know maybe that's your de-stressor you might have to be by my yourself is in my in my trunk now there you go um we're so glad that you listened today we hope that you come back next time and uh recovery.now if you have anything you'd like to talk about like to hear about um or just want to, you know, post, then do it. Because we'd love to know what you're thinking out there. And um, we're certainly hoping uh, we're staying happy, we're staying healthy, and we're staying hopeful. Exactly. And that's what I know about that. Ladies, thank you. Thank you. Thanks.